Hey, welcome to the Analytics Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan McNamara. Uh, this is a, uh, I wanted to put out here, I do this every week for subscribers to Analytics of Dynasty. Uh, I go ahead and I do a rundown, a breakdown of all of your relevant data. So your start rate stuff, all your injury stuff to watch as you're setting lineups over the weekend. Uh, your Vegas numbers, your strength to schedule stuff, like some matchup stuff as well. So I cover all that for you in advance of your setting your lineups. I do it every Friday. Uh, Friday afternoon is usually when I release it. So that way uh, your Friday evening drive or your your whatever, Saturday um, or, or Sunday preparation time, whatever, you sort of have that, a lot of that information all in one spot. It'll give you a really good base with which to start your lineup uh, preparation and your lineup setting. So um, I do that every Friday. So I did want to put this for week one. Uh, I wanted to have this out as a podcast so that way everyone could listen to it and get a preview. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give a subscription uh, over at analyticsofdynasty.com. Uh, you can join us. And this is just one of the things that we do. I release eight podcasts every week week during the season so i do daily podcasts during the off season and then i do uh eight per week uh focus uh each um, one on quarterbacks one on running backs one on wide receivers one on tight ends a waiver show a trade show uh an instant reaction show on sort of sunday nights and then your friday preparation show so eight different podcasts throughout the week um, all the content that you can want for your dynasty uh, for your dynasty leagues and your dynasty information uh and um and and have your best dynasty season yet so go ahead check this podcast out it's about 40 minutes um, and then go ahead to over to analyticsofdynasty.com and check out the uh get a subscription and uh and join us right and you can even join us and get into our group chat and really uh and and constantly getting after that we spent all night last night sort of reacting to the bills game so that's a lot of fun there as well so go ahead and check that out enjoy the podcast until next time continue embrace the variance we'll talk again very soon welcome to the Alex dynasty daily podcast i'm your host jordan mcnamara we are diving into week number one's preview here so i got myself some notes went through all of the game lines all your start set stuff and we're just going to run it right down so new orleans at atlanta Atlanta five and a half point underdog. Uh, Atlanta last year, twenty eighth against quarterbacks, twenty third against running backs, twenty sixth against receivers, and fifteenth against tight ends. So pretty friendly uh, there in terms of giving up fantasy points. That's just the fantasy points that they allowed last year. Uh, Jameis eighteenth in start rate, so mid quarterback two, mid running back one for Kamara at sixth. Michael Thomas and Landry thirty two and forty four respectively. Uh, I think that's a, that's a fair like look-see type of range for both of those guys. Um, I do think if you're thinking about Landry, a guy that's probably in our orbit, honestly, uh, and is, is undervalued, to see him come in week one as wide receiver 44, uh, that's actually a good sign. There's a couple of these that came, I came out and I was like, wow, that is, that is grim. Uh, not so for Landry. That's a pretty good one for Landry. So I think that's a potential source of value here looking forward. Uh, limited, limited for Michael Thomas. So heading in the right direction, we'll see. It's going to be a situation to watch here over the weekend. I'm recording this uh, about 1 o'clock on Friday. So that's definitely something you'll have to watch pregame and just make sure he's going to give it a go. But it looks like he's heading in the right direction. On the other side, you have uh, Atlanta here. Uh, they're facing New Orleans, who uh, ranked eighth against the quarterback last year, second against the running backs, 18th against receivers, and eighth against tight ends. That all adds up to Marcus Mariota having the 32nd highest start rate. Not great. 
running back 28 for Cordero Patterson, 47 for Drake London. The the highest uh, spot there would be Kyle Pitts at tight end three, notably limited, limited for Drake London on Wednesday and Thursday. So heading in the right direction to play, I'm not necessarily sure he's going to be in your lineup if you're uh, if you're running it out there right now. Uh, all right, some others. The next one here up is uh, San Francisco versus Chicago. Chicago's a seven point favorite. Kittle, no practice Wednesday or Thursday. A tweet from Matt Barrows, uh, I believe, of The Athletic. Uh, George Kittle missed his second straight practice with a groin injury Thursday, increasing the chances the 49ers' top tight end won't play. Uh, the Bears on Sunday, the team would use a rotation of tight ends in his place with Ross Dwelly perhaps getting the most targets in the passing game. Uh, so that's not a good sign. I think this could be a potential buy-low scenario. We're going to watch trades here over the weekend and see what we can find. But a potential buy-low scenario certainly for Kittle. Uh, when you look uh, last year, uh, San Francisco ranked 13th against the quarterback, 10th against the running back, 21st against wide receiver, and 7th against the tight end. Um, this week we see, uh, fields at 23, Monty at 21, 27 for Darnell Mooney and 11 for Cole Komet. So pretty in line with where they were projected for the season. That's notable there. Uh, the 49ers here, I'm going to have, a, I would say a little bit more friendly terrain, uh, quarterback Chicago ranked 19th against the quarterbacks last year again different defensive coordinator and, and the like there so we'll have to we'll have to that'll be a watch for sure uh 14th against the running back 16th against the receiver and fifth against the tight end so lance quarterback 15 uh and start rate mitchell 23rd Ayuk 39th uh debo 9th and kittle likely out so dwelly doesn't really have a start rate as of yet but that's a situation we're going to watch for i think dwelly's firmly on like the tight end two type landscape if you've got kittle and you think maybe this is a multiple week injury uh adding a guy like uh, uh dwelly could be of particular value uh next year Oh, by the way, I, I did want to note that uh, Vellis Jones dealing with a hamstring injury, DNP, DNP, uh, to start the week. So not heading in the right direction for the uh, senior citizen uh, rookie wide receiver. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Cincinnati last year was 18th against quarterbacks, 22nd against running backs, 14th against wide receivers, 26th against tight ends. So actually friendly to go up against. I think we see a little bit of that. Uh, Trubisky 29th in terms of start rate, so not a ton of optimism there. Uh, but 9th for Najee Harris, again, not a ton of optimism there. Deontay Johnson uh, 28th, not a ton of optimism. Chase Claypool 43rd, nope. And uh, Pat Fryermuth is at 10, so that's right about, yeah, that's in the ballpark. Uh, largely pessimistic on the start rate so far this week. So, again, the difference between like 9 and 3 for running backs isn't terribly different, but I, I think that the Deontay Johnson 28 and Chase Claypool 43 are notable ones there. Uh, no major uh, injury notes or anything from this game either. Uh, Pittsburgh ranked 11th against quarterbacks, 24th against running backs, 10th against wide receivers, and 10th against tight ends last year. So pretty middle of the road, nothing nothing too major. Uh, Burrow right at 7, Mixon at 7, Chase at 1, uh, Higgins 15, Boyd 47, Hayden Hurst 24th. So I think those are pretty in line with the preseason valuations there. 
ultimately for Cincinnati, and I think a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit bearish uh, in terms of the projections for Pittsburgh coming here out of the gate, new quarterback, and all that, all that situation there. Uh, all right, Philly at Detroit. Detroit's a four-point home dog. Uh, I do think they are alive to win this game, so it'll be interesting watch here. Uh, Philly uh, ranked 12th against the quarterbacks, 25th against running backs, 2nd against wide receivers, and 32nd against tight ends last year. Uh, we see Goff at quarterback 22, Swift at running back 11, so right on that 1-2 tier there. Uh, Jamal Williams is at running back 43, so certainly a playable flex uh, if you need it against a defense that didn't do a particularly good job against running backs last year, so not a bad spot to potentially be in. Uh, you know, starting someone in, and I think they have a pretty good offensive line as well. So, uh, if you have to start a guy, Jamal Williams, as a as an injury away sort of uh, plus guy, right? He's got committee plus type abilities. Not a bad spot there. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, twenty fifth, Shark forty second, Hawkinson seventh. So, uh, pretty neutral there in terms of where they came in on the season i would say overall uh i did mention i think i mentioned miles sanders going to play full participant practice that was a little bit of a question here coming into you know coming into the season what was his health situation like coming out of the preseason uh jalen hurts uh, quarterback six sanders running back 34 just dismal there uh kenneth gainwell 46 uh, A.J. Brown, 11th, Devontae Smith, 35th, and Goddard is at 6th. So Goddard ahead of Hawkinson in this game. A couple of tight ends were definitely uh, interested here in the AOD sphere. Next game up is Baltimore versus the Jets. Uh, Dobbins, limited, limited. So he's definitely a watch candidate. I think Mike Davis, potential spot start here. Is definitely a guy we have in mind. Lamar Jackson, for what it's worth, again, I, how much you want to take sort of injury information from teammates is, is I think, an open question. But uh, he did say, hey, you know, we're looking forward to having Dobbins back in a couple of weeks. Uh, that was something that sort of stuck with me, limited, limited for Dobbins. I'm not sure if he's ever been fully characterized as like a full participant in practice yet. Or, you know, they don't have to do that in training camp, of course. But uh, the fact that he's limited, limited to start, I think, gives me a little bit of pause about his readiness to play week one. So I am firing up Mike Davis or, you know, getting getting his, his engines revving as if I'm going to potentially put him in the lineup. I have a, more on that in a second here. Uh, Ronnie Stanley limited the DNP with an ankle. So I'm not sure the full status of that. So we'll have to watch for that. Uh, the tackle for Baltimore. Uh, Dwayne Brown tackle for the Jets out with a shoulder injury. Zach Wilson also out. So going to start Flacco. Uh, the Jets, 22nd against running backs. Sorry, 22nd against quarterbacks. 32nd against running backs. 13th against wide receivers. And 30th against tight ends. So a good matchup really across the board. Neutral-ish with the receivers, but otherwise pretty good there. Lamar Jackson, quarterback four. Uh, and notably, no contract extension for Lamar Jackson either. So I don't know if that necessarily matters for uh, this this week or anything like that, but hopefully a, a highly motivated, uh, you know, ready-to-go Lamar Jackson here. Not that we have doubts about that, but uh, hopefully fully motivated to make that bag. Uh, so he's quarterback four in terms of start rate. 
then there's a bunch of running backs, right? Literally a three-person bunch within an 11 spot. So Dobbins at 37, Mike Davis 39, Kenyon Drake at 48. When you combine them out, that's 46%. That's good for about running back 30 or so. Uh, so if they consolidate, I think not only do they get to, you know, if Dobbins is ruled out, for example, I think Davis could potentially push to that 46%, probably even higher, right? I just think, you know, at this point you have – uh, you know, people making lineup decisions are like, all right, like Dobbins, we're not sure on Dobbins. He's just not, none of these guys are in the lineup yet. Uh, well, I do think like when, when we get closer to the actual game, that number should go up. And I feel pretty confident. Again, if maybe there's a spot where it's a little bit of a crowded backfield, uh, you know, and, and you, Davis is really like your running back five or six, something like that for this week. Uh, maybe that's how he doesn't end up in your lineup. But otherwise, like, this should be a pretty good situation for him to get a start would sort of be my hunch if Dobbins doesn't play. No Gus Edwards. Like this is the matchup against the Jets as a as a defense. I kind of I kind of like a spot start for Davis. I'm not sure, though, if, if Lamar Jackson brings out the best in Davis. Davis has been a pretty good pass catcher. It's never really been Lamar's bag in terms of throwing the ball to running back. So we'll see how that ultimately fits. But uh, but I do think he, you could feel pretty comfortable playing him in the running back uh, in that running back range, uh, especially against the Jets this week. Uh, Bateman at wide receiver 30, which is interesting. You know, that's kind of right where you would uh, you would expect there. Uh, that's notably ahead of Devonta Smith. For example, that's interesting. Um, Andrews at tight end too, so pretty good there. Uh, Flacco is at uh, quarterback twenty-five. Brees Hall running back twenty-four. Michael Carter running back forty. And I will say this: there's some quotes out there about uh, the offensive coordinator really speaking up uh, highly about Michael Carter here over the past week. Uh, notable. Like we could be in a situation where it's actually a Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers type situation. So just be on the watch for that. Uh, you know, Michael Carter is probably one of the better injury away running backs at this point. Uh, if you can nab him for a third plus or something like that, I might potentially be in on that uh, based on, you know, based on some, uh, some, uh, it was, it's the uh, floor, uh, the Jets offensive coordinator calling Michael Carter quote, the harpy of our offense. Uh, interesting, interesting optimism there for uh, for Michael Carter. So that's a name that maybe you do it quickly and sort of as a uh, you know third plus type valuation. I'm interested in doing that for uh, Michael Carter here uh, before game kicks off uh, this week. Uh, again, and he's at 40 behind Brees Hall. Uh, when you look at the receiver situation. Uh, it's Elijah Moore at 40, Corey Davis at 50, and then Garrett Wilson's well into the well outside the top 50. Uh, Uzama 26. Uh, so just I think probably maybe this offense is best described as stay away this week uh, with the potential of hey, can you add Michael Carter as kind of like a cheap injury away guy? Like that would be I think a savvy move heading into this week. Uh, some other stuff here. Uh, you've got uh, New Orleans at Miami. Uh, 
Miami two and a half point favorite, 46 and a half over under. A note that's higher than I expected this number to be at. So for what that's worth, no Miami injury concerns. Uh, Myers is a, a limited participant uh, so far this week. So we'll see how uh, it looks like he should be heading in the right direction to potentially go here. Uh, but he's well into the 60s in terms of his RDP. Uh, Jones... Mac Jones, 28 in terms of start rate, 25th for Harris, 33rd for Stevenson, 48th for Devontae Parker, 66th for Jacoby Myers, 15th uh, for Hunter Henry. So no starters. No one inside the top. This our starter definition, our starter thresholds here at AOD. Uh, Miami, 10th best against the quarterbacks last year, 17th against running backs, 11th against wide receivers, 17th against tight ends. So about as neutral as you can be across the board uh, for uh, for Miami, and uh, and basically no uh, no starter action there uh, out of the Patriots' offense. Not necessarily a great sign for what's to come. Uh, we look down at uh, Miami. My, Miami has a little bit tougher uh, the the. Patriots were second against quarterbacks, 20th against running backs, uh, third against wide receivers, first against tight ends last year. So two at at 18. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 31st. Uh, And I thought maybe the biggest split here was was Tyreek Hill at wide receiver 7 and Waddle at 29. That seems like it's too big of a split for me. Uh, So, again, if that's going to potentially happen, I do think there's a potential buy situation here on Waddle. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I think that's maybe an indication that the Waddle GMs are a little bit pessimistic here in this marketplace. Uh, Gasicki at 13, that seems like uh, it seems like a lot based on where he has uh, struggled so far in uh, in camp to really get into this system. Washington minus two and a half at home against Jacksonville. Uh, Washington was 32nd against quarterbacks last year, 16th against running backs, 28th against wide receivers, 18th against tight ends. Uh, you've got Trevor Lawrence sort of benefiting from that as quarterback 20. Again, we say benefiting from that. Like it, it's one of those things. If a if a tree falls in the woods, does it matter? Like who cares? Uh, and that's kind of what finishing in the low quarterback twos would feel like. That's a disaster. It would be. It would not help his stock, I do not think. So he really needs to be better than that in a situation where, uh, frankly, Washington's not good against, wasn't good against quarterbacks last year. This isn't a good spot for, like, this is a humbling number for Trevor Lawrence, for what that's worth. 18th for ETN, 42nd for Robinson, 38th for Kirk, 45th for Marvin Jones, 23rd for Evan Ingram. So the only starter projected there is Travis ETN. Uh, again, I think pretty favorable for the quarterback and the wide receiver, and then about average there for the running backs and tight ends. Jacksonville, for their part, 21st against quarterbacks, 18th against running backs, 25th against wide receivers, 11th against tight ends. So pretty neutral-ish, sort of right in that range there, relatively balanced. Uh, Wentz was 20 is 21st in start rate, so notably behind Trevor Lawrence. 19th for Gibson, 41st for McKissick. 13th for McLaurin. Dotson sort of off the radar outside the top 50. And then Logan Thomas at 36. Uh, Logan Thomas here, we're going to watch as he works his way back. Limited, limited. Similar conversation with Dobbins. Not entirely sure. We haven't gotten a great look yet on what they want to do. But that's a spot 
John Bates, full participant. So there was some question about his health. Cole Turner, limited, limited with a couple of ham with a with a couple of practices uh, with a hamstring issue there. So definitely on the watch, right? I think this could be a potential John Bates spot start if uh, if uh, Logan Thomas is out. Next game up is the Baker Bowl. So we've got Cleveland at Carolina. It's a pick at 42, so one of the lower projected scores of the week here. Uh, McCaffrey, he like cleated himself, it looks like, or some, somehow he got like uh, hit with cleats. I don't know if he got stepped down or stepped on himself, uh, but he popped up on the injury report. He's good to go, uh, so there's no worry there. Uh, but th- that is a note there. That sucks. I've done that before, and it's I don't know if he got stepped on or, or how that happened, but that <laughs> rip you pretty good. So g- glad he's okay. Um, he's at a running back three on the week in start rate, so that's good. Uh, and then when you look at Carolina, so if, we'll start with Cleveland for a second here. Uh, they were ninth against quarterbacks last year, 13th against running backs, 8th against wide receivers, 14th against tight ends. So, uh, overall, uh, good on on the uh, on the on the more difficult side of each matchup, although not uh, any dominant feature they had last year. Uh, you look at it: Mayfield, quarterback, twenty-four; McCaffrey, running back, three; DJ Moore, wide receiver, twenty-three. Those are the guys in the top uh, fifty of uh, uh, wide receivers. So you'll notice, or top fifty at their position. So you notice uh, uh, DJ Moore, no. No Robbie Anderson or anything uh, yet there in terms of a second guy creeping up into the top 50 there. So we'll have to watch that situation. I do think it's a situation where if Robbie Anderson could really bounce back, like he can, uh, he could see 100 plus targets. Uh, so we'll, we'll watch for that. Uh, Carolina uh, against uh, opposing offenses last year, they ranked third against quarterbacks, fifth against running backs, sixth against wide receivers, and 16th against tight ends. So Pretty, pretty good defense across the board there. Uh, neutral on tight ends. 31st uh, for Brissett in terms of start rate. Nick Chubb, 8th. Kareem Hunt, 32nd. Amari Cooper, 33rd. And David Joku, 16th. So uh, you're, you're basically your lone starter is Chubb with a, with a bunch of guys that are in either flex or sort of streamer type positions there. Excited to watch that game because that could be a fun one. Uh, Indianapolis uh, at Houston. Houston's a seven-point dog. Uh, lots of change, of course, going on with uh, with Indianapolis, so we'll watch there. Uh, Indy last year, 26th against quarterbacks, third against running backs, 22nd against wide receivers, 27th against tight ends. They are not starting. Uh, they will not have Darius Leonard this week, so that's of note there. Potential benefit to Damian Pierce. Uh, no... No starters outside of Brandon Cooks uh, projected yet. 26th for Davis Mills, 29th for Pierce, 18th for Cooks, and Brevin Jordan comes in at 29th there. Uh, Good, as you would expect for Indy, uh, number one for Jonathan Taylor, uh, last year's quarterback one. uh, Running back one, excuse me, uh, back right there with the top Start rate on the week. Uh, you have Pittman at 12, 
Moelle Cox at 26, and Matt Ryan firmly in the, the high-end quarterback two range at quarterback 16. Notably, Houston bad across the board last year, 24th against quarterbacks, 28th against running backs, 24th against wide receivers, 22nd against tight ends. So a pretty favorable matchup there for Indy uh, going on the road. We'll see how Ryan transitions in week one. Next up, we have the Giants at Tennessee. Tennessee is a five and a half point favorite. That's a pretty low number as well at 43 and a half. Uh, Tennessee last year ranked 23rd against quarterbacks, first against opposing running backs, 31st against opposing wide receivers, and sixth against tight ends. Uh, we'll see how uh, how this team could potentially benefit. Um, uh, that being the Giants, Daniel Jones at 27 uh, in terms of start right there. No one's super optimistic about that. Barkley at 13. That is a little bit below what his ADP closes out at, so people sort of feeling that good matchup. 31st at wide receiver and 6th at tight end. Uh, Bellinger is the tight end, but he's at 38. I mean, so that's not really usable. Kadarius Tony's at 53 uh, as the best wide receiver. So uh, Sterling Shepard, a couple limited practices coming off the Achilles. Uh, again, I will be interested to see like what they do with that. I don't know if he's really a realistic guy coming in this week. I wouldn't touch him. Uh, I want to see him prove it. Uh, you know, coming coming into the season, I think maybe he could bounce back and be a rebound guy and like actually see a role in this offense if he's healthy. But I got to see it a little bit first. Uh, the Giants again, a lot of change on their team from coaching staff and whatnot. Uh, they ranked sixth against the quarterbacks last year, twenty seventh against running backs, twelfth against wide receivers, nineteenth against t- tight ends. Uh, so Derek Henry. Going to seize on that at running back two in terms of start rate. 19th for Tannehill, 37th for Woods, and 21st for Hooper. So the only real starter there is Derrick Henry with uh, some of the other guys. You know, Tannehill is a super flex play, and then the other guys are sort of streaming there position-wise. Uh, Green Bay, it looks like a couple of DNPs for Lazard. looks like he's not going to play uh, as I'm sort of recording this. Is That's the, the indication there, so just keep an eye on that. Green Bay is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Minnesota. 47 is the over-under, so it's okay. Not, not a huge number, but it's a... It's a decent, uh, it's, you know, it's a it's a decent spread there uh, in terms of the over-under number. Is it Sammy Watkins' season? We'll have to see. Uh Robert Tanya in a couple of limited practices. Again, I want to see him participate in, in a game uh, before I really trust that. So I think he's a watch uh, for uh, his health-wise here coming out of, uh, you know, coming into week one, coming off the injury. Bakhtiari is good to go, so that's good news there. Uh, Minnesota ranked 29th against quarterbacks, 19th against running backs, 32nd against wide receivers, 9th against tight ends. Again, going to see a a rejiggering of their scheme and whatnot because of a change in coaching staff. Rodgers, 11th at quarterback start rate, 10th for Aaron Jones, 27th for Dylan. So he's a flex plus type guy. Lazard at 36. That was sure to go down if he doesn't play. Watkins at 53. I would imagine that goes up if Lazard doesn't play. Was, uh, Watkins was actually the stash of the week for football guys last week uh, on our sleeper feature of the week. So, uh, we got. Hopefully, we'll be heading in the right direction there. His 
his stats in week one, again, small sample size caveats apply, but my goodness, like he's been outrageous in week one, like the past like three or four years. It's been uh, really notably different than any other weeks, all of the other weeks of the season there for Watkins. 28th for Tanya, and again, we'll see there. I think you wait to see him actually prove that he's healthy and can, can get out there and play. Uh, Cousins is going to get a, a, a decent... Uh, matchup. They were 27th against quarterbacks last year, Green Bay was. 7th against running backs, 15th against wide receivers, 20th against tight ends. Uh, Cousins is at 14, so almost right up there with Rodgers. I think that's interesting. Delvin Cook is running back 5. Um, again, it's interesting that, I think it's I think it's really interesting that Aaron Jones and Delvin Cook, there's such a split between them. Because I think like I think both could, could push up there at the top of the position. But it's interesting there that, that Delvin Cook even with a good matchup, is a good chunk ahead of Aaron Jones in the rankings there. Uh, Jefferson's at wide receiver two. Thielen's is at 21. So these guys they actually have four guys and three guys that are starters uh, and Cousins just outside the top uh, 12 there. And then Irv Smith Jr. at 22. So, again, I, I'm not super interested in Irv Smith uh, at present. Kansas City is a six-point favorite against Arizona. Uh, Ertz went limited practice DNP. Rondell Moore uh, popped up with a hamstring. This could be uh, A.J. Green season, again, like without DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be an interesting watch here. Um, Max Williams is a guy that we like last year. We'll have to see what this deal with Ertz is. Uh, you know, who knows? It could be a... He got his calf stepped on, a la McCaffrey, or it could be, you know, an extended calf strain. You know, I'm not entirely sure uh, what the severity on this is yet. Uh, as I'm recording this, it's before they've practiced on Friday, so just keep an eye open. That's one you'll want to watch for um, over the weekend. And again, Schefter, Rappaport tweets and stuff like that. Early, uh, or late, late Saturday morning, early Sunday morning, we'll probably have some more information about the nature of this injury. One would imagine. Uh, KC was 31st against quarterbacks last year. They get rid of Daniel Sorensen, so I'm sure that number's going to improve. 21st against running backs, 23rd against wide receivers, 13th against tight ends. Uh, Murray, quarterback 5. I'll be interested to see if Rondell Moore doesn't play, if Ertz doesn't play, if maybe that number slides a little bit. Again, there's only so much you can really slide uh, at quarterback just because like, there's not a ton of competition there to go down to. Uh, but uh, we'll see if maybe that slides just a little bit. Uh, in terms of his start right there. Uh, Connor's at 14, so a firm running back two. Marquise Brown, 16. A.J. Green, 52. Zach Ertz, 12. I saw someone calling out Andy Isabella. He's going to be one that I'm going to have to believe it before I uh, can trust it or see it before I trust it. Uh, Arizona, 15th against quarterbacks last year, 8th against running backs, 29th against wide receivers, 2nd against tight ends, so some favorable territory there for a potentially Juju Smith-Schuster or Marquez Valdez-Scantling to, to establish himself in, this, in the wide receiver range. That'd be that'd be interesting. Um, Holmes, quarterback one. Kelsey, tight end one. Clyde Edwards-Lair, 26. Juju Smith-Schuster, 22. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 60. So you got two guys in the top one of their position, and then Juju Smith-Schuster is in the top 24 uh, I think the other guys, you know, Edwards Lair is more of a of a flex play, and uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling a little bit more of a desperation heave ho type of play this week. Uh, Vegas and the Chargers. 
Uh, Vegas is a three and a half point underdog on the road uh, against the Chargers. 52 and a half, one of the higher numbers of the week. DMP, DMP for Donald Parham. He's missed some time throughout camp with his hamstring, so not good there. We'll have to watch for his. Uh, you know, for his hopeful return here early in the season, but not looking good so far. J.C. Jackson out with a uh, with an injury uh, as he's he had surgery there, is on his way back. But uh, that's some potential good news for Vegas. Uh, Isaiah Spiller full practices, good to go for this week, but uh, he's fourth on the depth chart. So that's one of the things we'll really have to watch for here over the next I don't know week or couple of weeks, month or so in terms of how that situation, how that priority pecking order uh, ultimately unfolds. Uh, Vegas here, uh, overall, uh, they're facing the Chargers uh, quarterback 14, uh, 14th against the quarterback last year, 26th against running backs, 4th against wide receivers, 31st against tight ends. Uh, some good stuff there for Waller uh, in that number. So Carr at 13. Uh, Josh Jacobs at 20, or excuse me, at 17 against that uh, 26th ranked defense there against running backs last year. So that's uh, a potential boon there. Adams is at four against a strong passing, uh, strong defense against wide receivers. Renfro 31st, and then Waller is at four. So Waller uh, there is is kind of the matchup against the bad defense. Again, that's a revamped defense, so I wouldn't put a ton into that. But uh, the, you know they have done a lot to invest in that defense, but struggled with that uh, and struggled to really stop the run last year. So we'll be on the watch for how they how they hold up against this new look Vegas offense this year. Uh, Vegas again for what stickiness they have from last year: 30th against running backs, 16th against quarterbacks. Fifth against wide receivers, 28th against tight ends. These, these teams really mirrored each other in their performances there. Herbert, quarterback, three. Eckler, four. Allen, nine. Uh, Mike Williams, wide receiver, 20. And Everett, 19. So four guys in the in the starter ranges or positions, uh, you know, some good some some good optimism there to start the season for the Chargers. The Sunday night game is Tampa Bay. Uh, there's a whole bunch of injury stuff here uh, for them. So a couple limited practices for Gio with an ankle. Uh, he looks like he's trending probably positive. Uh, you got uh, a couple of uh, limited practices with Russell Gage. Dealing with the hamstrings, that's trending in a good direction. Chris Godwin, full practice on Wednesday, DMP on Thursday. That's an ACL, MCL return situation. So not entirely certain about what what that is, if it's, a, it's an actual setback or whatnot. We'll have to watch, uh, watch the weekend, watch the Friday practice reports, and definitely into the weekend. Uh, Julio went DNP with a non-injury, so if that was just a – you know, like a, a veteran's rest day or whatnot on Wednesday. And then Thursday, he was a full participant, so trending positive. Again, this is a situation where you could get two or three guys, potentially in the receiving core, uh, if it's the right two or three guys sort of paring down. Uh, not sure as of yet who those are going to be. So, again, take with this start numbers a grain of salt because there's a lot of uncertainty there. Uh, Dallas ranked fifth against quarterbacks last year, fourth against running backs, 17th against wide receivers, 24th against tight ends. Uh, Brady is quarterback nine in terms of start rate, Fournette 12, 
Evans, wide receiver six. Godwin, wide receiver 41. Again, that will move, I would expect, uh, with this news. And I would expect that Julio Jones or Russell Gage, depending on sort of what news we get from them and their and their health, specifically Gage, that will uh, move that number uh, up on Julio. And I could see Julio being a potential uh, starter this week uh, if, if you need him. Um, like if he's healthy and he's going to be out there and he's going to be a top two or three option for Brady, you play him, right? I mean, this is the situation why you have him on your, if you're not going to play him in this situation, uh, you know, you're probably, uh, you're either stacked at wide receiver or like you're just not going to play him and you should figure out a way to, to potentially benefit from that. Cameron Brady, notably 24, or excuse me, 14th and start rate. So some optimism there in the market for him. Uh, Dallas, uh, we've got, uh, we've got Prescott at 10, Zeke at 16, Tony Pollard at 36, CeeDee Lamb at eight and Schultz at five, uh, notably Gallup, a couple limited practices again. So he's already uh, listed as out for the week, uh, as he comes back from his ACL. So we'll watch there. Uh, Dak did pop up with an ankle on Thursday, so it doesn't look like it's anything serious, uh, but just keep an eye on that, uh, just in case something, you know, we get more information, uh, over, over the weekend here on that, on that, uh, that situation. Tampa was tough on quarterbacks last year. I'm sorry, Tampa actually could give it up to quarterbacks last year, 20th in terms of uh, their performance against quarterbacks, 15th against running backs, 19th against wide receivers, and 21st against tight ends. So I think people generally think their their team, their defense was pretty tough, and it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't worse than like, it wasn't more difficult than like league average or so against their opponents that they played last year. So um, this is a spot where I think you can start with some comfort uh Dallas guys and not necessarily be running away from this Tampa defense the the I think if there's a big question on Dallas it'll be how their offensive line performs but that's uh we've seen Prescott sort of neutralize that by the quick release stuff so we'll we're definitely going to watch how this offense looks but I'm okay playing I think their top four guys Prescott Elliott Lamb and Schultz all right and uh last but not least we have the Russell Wilson Bowl. So we have the Baker Mayfield Revenge Tour. We've got the Russell Wilson something other than the Revenge Tour, I guess. Uh, Walker, it was a DNP on Thursday. Again, they play on Monday, so we're not getting the full information here in terms of practice spots. Um, I'm under operating under the assumption that he's not going to play. He had that appendicitis issue. Uh, yeah, I'm operating under the assumption he's not going to play, so just for what that's worth. Um, Seattle, 17th against quarterbacks last year, 31st against running backs, 9th against wide receivers, 25th against tight ends. Yeah, Russell Wilson, quarterback 8, Javante Williams, 15. Again, danger, Will Robinson, if that's how, if the 31st defense, you're going to draw a 15th start rate, that's a sign of a significantly overpriced running back. So, uh, for what that is worth there on Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon, 35th. So, again, he's a flexible play guy, uh, a, a, a injury way plus potential guy there. Sutton, 14th. Judy, 26th. So, uh, that's pretty favorable there for Judy. Uh, and then Albert O is 17th. So, we'll watch that 
we'll watch how that goes. I do think just some more information that Sutton ahead of Judy, right? We've seen that in market data basically throughout the offseason, and we continue to see that here. Uh, Denver ranked fourth against quarterbacks last year, 11th against running backs, seventh against wide receivers, fourth against tight ends, so top, basically top 12 in all uh, against all the positions last year. Geno, 30th. Uh, in terms of start rate, Penny 20th, uh, Metcalf 17th, Lockett 34, and Fant is at 18. So I think Metcalf, you feel probably okay playing Lockett in the flex range, wide receiver three range, you're all right with it. Penny, I mean, if you're going to play, like this is like you, you probably play Penny when he's healthy. Um, this is one of those situations I'm probably not super optimistic about playing Geno if I have to play him this week or if I've got other options. You know, I've got some Geno Jared Goff spots. Like I'd rather play Goff than Geno this week. So, um, so those are really the big takeaways. Um, I'm not going to, I'll do a little reaction to week one um, in terms of the Thursday night stuff. I would say uh, I'm not super concerned about Allen Robinson. Um, I'll, I'll be like I'll be interested to read a little bit more of the data and stuff and see see the snaps and the routes and all that stuff. Um, you know, if one game it all the all the stuff goes towards one receiver in one game, like I think that stuff can happen. Uh, so I'm not you know I'm not I don't not writing off of his career or anything like that. But I'm interested to sort of see some more of the data. So I'll get some of that and we'll react in full on Monday, uh, as well as the um, you know Cam Akers. I will say this: like if you didn't believe in if you don't believe in Cam Akers coming into this uh, this season because of the Achilles, like Monday or th- Thursday night, week one, should not be like uh, a, a bullet point in your argument. I just I think that drawing a big conclusion from that is probably wrong, right? He dealt, he was banged up in in the preseason again. If you think that's related to his Achilles, like that's that's fine, but I don't think week one really corroborates that. They just played Daryl Henderson ahead of him. Right. Maybe they just trust Earl Henderson more. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna take anything big on that. What I will say is, if you're interested, if you're in the market on Cam Akers, I would treat him as an injury away guy. Right? Treat him as that cost, kind of in that second round range. If you can sort of piece uh, players together to sort of get to that range, I'm fine doing that. Uh, that would sort of be how I would think about him. Like Pacheco plus, like yeah, let's do that type of deal for a guy like Cam Akers instead of just selling. I, I don't like I don't love doing the deal where I just sell picks for him because like I, I've historically have not done that trade well. I'd much rather sell like lower pieces for him and try and sort of catch him that way. So those are just my thoughts there. I'm not worried about Stafford long term either. So all right, that'll do it for this. Again, this is your week one primer. We will have all your snap reactions. Again, I'll have snap reactions on Monday. I will have. Um, uh, as, as Monday sort of progresses, I'll release more stuff. Um, Sunday night, when you wake up on Monday, you'll have my initial sort of reactions. And then as I can get data and sort of record them, um, Monday into Tuesday, I'll have more content for you, uh, reacting in full to week one. And then by the time really we go to bed on Monday night, sorry, Tuesday night, I will have basically understood or attempted to the best I can understand uh, week one. And then we begin preparing for week two. So I have all that uh, content there for you. I do have to work my day job on uh, um, or my fake job, as my daughter calls it, on Monday afternoon. So I might be a podcast behind. I might um, 
be a podcast behind during the day. Um, I will hope to have two of the snap reactions, two positions done on Monday, two of them on Tuesday. Um, but I might have to change that a little bit just because of uh, another obligation that I have. But by the time I go to bed Tuesday, you'll have all your stuff for all your snap reactions. You will have all your waiver wire stuff as well, preparing you for your waiver runs on Wednesday. So um, that'll do it for this edition. All right, until next time, continue embracing the variants. We'll talk again very soon.